0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast. You are going to, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, I mean, it's definitely enjoyable. You're going to be impacted, I think, by this conversation. This is part of a series we're doing in March called Inspiring Stories, Inspiring Conversations. And this one gets very real, very fast. This is a conversation with Christina Rose, who's a part of our church here at NBC, North Bramley United Church. We're talking about mental wellness. We're talking about mental health. We're talking about some real things like psychosis and bipolar and depression and anxiety. How do we find our way through these things? Guys, get ready. (laughs) Put your seatbelt on. It's going to be quite a ride. Let's dive in. Hi everyone, thanks so much for joining us on the Good News Podcast today. We've been doing a series on inspiring stories, and I'm telling you, this is a story that is as inspiring as they come about a topic that is as real as they come. So, Christina Rose, thanks so much for being a part of uh, this church at MBC, being a part of my life, and being a part of the Good News Podcast today. I think a great place to start would just be a little bit of your journey, because you have... You have been many places when it comes to mental health, and certainly where you are today. But just to kind of go back a little bit, and what's this journey been like for you? Just to be real with some Absolutely, of these things. Absolutely. Thanks for opening up the conversation for us. Yeah, others. and yeah. thanks
1: for having me. Yeah. It's uh, it's really an honor to be here talking to you. Um, I guess my my life, as I would describe it, is one big long mental health journey. Mm. It's been from zero in the womb till about today. Mm. And so I'm very passionate about being open and vulnerable with my story so that other people can maybe relate and maybe seek help if they're no longer afraid, or maybe it takes away some of that fear. Um, But I grew up with a mother who was bipolar, Mm. and she was very ill a lot of the time um, with mania and psychosis. And at the time, back then, my father thought it was okay to leave us with her. When she was in that state, because she wasn't physically abusive, mm. so uh, it was it was quite the trip. I don't remember too much of my childhood, and I think mm. a big part of it is because of all the stress I went through mm. as a child. And then uh, I would be lucky enough to also have bipolar mm. disorder. It, it is genetic. Um, I was only diagnosed at 32 years old, so mm. I, I sort of wow. flew under the radar for many years. And in hindsight, I could say that I've been experiencing bipolar symptoms since the age of 12, Mm. um, 13. And that diagnosis at 32, I thought at the time was going to be, okay, finally, we know what's going on. We can fix this. It ended up going, off the rails and off to crazy land I went uh, a couple 32. of times, 32, I'm okay. 35 now. So this okay. has been a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but when I was diagnosed, they put me on medication for bipolar disorder, which finally worked on the depression that I'd been experiencing most of my life. Bipolar is, is depression and mania, but I was having mostly depression all my life, which is kind of why I flew under the radar for so long. But when I turned 32 and got that diagnosis, went on the medication, I ended up ex- starting to experience hypomania. And then a year later, it was mania. And then six months later, it was psychosis. Hmm. So I've been through the system. I've been in the hmm. institution. I've uh, yeah. I've experienced mental health wow. in I, my like, life. Like,
0: the, like a, a gamut of different things. Yeah, I, I'm wondering, Christina Rose, if you could explain some of those terms. I think some of us May not probably depression. Most people, yeah. depression, anxiety would be familiar with what that means and entails. But these terms like like manic and mm-hmm. psychosis and mm-hmm. bipolar, could you just if you don't mind, just even to break them down a little bit, and then even maybe examples on what that looked like. Looked for like you. for me, yeah, it looked yeah. different yeah. for everybody. That'd be really helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. So
1: I I kind of wish I had the definitions in front of me. I'm not the best at describing, but I'll describe hypomania as an elevated state, an energetic state. It can sort of shift into some irritability and uh, some negative traits, which they might call a mixed state hypomania. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, it's like the elevated state, some grandiosity. You're feeling really good about yourself. Mm-hmm. You're Killing all your projects. Okay. You've got ten projects on the go. Yeah,
0: so you're you're really up and so down that's, uh, from manic yeah. to depressed to kind of up yeah. And down. Bipolar is
1: yeah. It, it's a cycle. Okay. Okay. So so you can go through depression, hypomania, depression, back and forth mm. within weeks. Mm. Some people it's years. Mm. So and then mm. mania is is one step above hypomania, mm. and that's where you get into some delusions and uh, more grandiosity, like thinking. I'm the queen Mm. or whatever. And then psychosis is just, you no longer have ties to this earth. You're off in the clouds, at least for me.
0: Yeah, a bit of a false sense of reality. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was tough. It was tough to go through. Yeah, so what are some of your memories of experiencing some of those things? Uh, Yeah, Yeah, what would that look like for you?
1: There's a little bit of amnesia when it comes to psychosis, So I do remember bits and pieces, but I can't string along the whole time together. Um, But I mean, the psychosis was, I'm going to back up a little bit here and tell you that when I started my hypomania, when I was 32, it was like an awakening. Mm. It was a spiritual awakening. I was tapping into senses I had never really been able to tap into because of the depression. And it felt like I can finally... Use my brain. My brain is brilliant. And this wasn't just the grandiosity talking. My Mm -hmm. brain really was functioning on a higher level. Mm -hmm. A lot of people with bipolar are geniuses. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm a genius, Mm -hmm. but at that hypomanic level, I was. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But the spiritual awakening bit comes um, during a mania, I'm going to say. During Christmas, I was visiting family and my uncle, my 80-year-old uncle, Christian all his life, he and I had this really big discussion about God. Mm. And he wa- he was listening to me on the edge of his seat. He loved what I had to say. Mm. And that is the time that I really came to finally switch from being agnostic to believing in God, mm. the divine mm. source, mm-hmm. the universe, whatever name you want to give, because mm-hmm. We know God sometimes has connotations mm, to it, mm, so whatever mm, word you want to use, it's God, mm, right? It's our our heavenly parent. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what did you tell him? Can I uh, let us in uh, oh, yeah. on that conversation?
1: It's That's a good cool. one. Yeah, okay, yeah. so so you know how creationism and evolution, mm-hmm. some people don't think they can go hand in hand. Well, at mm-hmm. the time I was saying, you know, to God in the Bible it says seven days, but to God, how long is a day? Mm. Like, this could be billions of years, a Mm -hmm. day to God. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So my argument was that evolution (sighs) and creationism can coexist, that maybe God created the Big Bang. Maybe God was the one who... Stuff like that. And it was just, like, really coming up in my life and, and being able to discuss it and... Learn and grow. Awesome! It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and sharing that with your eighty-year-old uncle, uncle, for whom who's now it's sound like that open. Oh, okay, it was sorry like the that. last yeah. year
1: of his life. Okay, right? so, wow! But
0: what a great time to open yeah, up it was. his own life and uh, mind to oh. God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's 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 cool. Um, so, just when when you turned thirty-two, is when you were diagnosed. But mm-hmm. you said you had a sense as you look back that probably some of these things were happening before that, if you're kind of yeah. honest and, and reflect on that. What were some of those signs? Because there could be people listening, watching, mm-hmm. who um, maybe maybe for themselves, mm-hmm. there's some signs that might be helpful to get mm-hmm. some of these things diagnosed so they can kind of move towards the, the healing and uh, management of, of oneself. But it could be for someone who people know as well. So what are some of the signs, looking back, that you, these were probably, before I was 32, these things were happening?
1: Yeah, looking back, uh, it's... Depression was my life. Depression, for as long as I could remember, was my life. Mm. However, every so often, because I was always proactive with my mental health, I'd always go see the doctors, go see counselors, whatever. They gave me an antidepressant. I'd feel better for six months. I'd feel great for six months. Mm. I'd feel on top of the world for six months and then come crashing down again. Mm. Uh, And I thought back in the day that I was just treatment-resistant depression and using that as the excuse. But in hindsight, I was actually hypomanic during those phases, but it wasn't to the degree that it was interfering with my life too much. So it just stayed undiagnosed, Mm. but it would happen. I'd go on the pill six months later, I'd crash, try a new medication. So it's known that antidepressants can cause mania in people who are bipolar. Mm. So that's what was happening. Every time I try a new medication, I'd feel great. It was a little bit of elevated mood. And then the crash that comes with bipolar after the elevated mood. So, mm. just in hindsight, and like, I remember when I was thirteen years old, just doing things that were very inappropriate mm. for a thirteen-year-old to be doing, and I have no, no idea why, where it came from, and I'd imagine that it was hypomania. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, I don't yeah. want to go into details because sure, no, we need no. a trigger warning. Yeah, but yeah, but.
0: <laughs> You know, when we look at at maybe maybe someone knows a young person who's who's yeah. like, and you kind of think think they're out of their mind right now, yeah. like what they're doing. Maybe they are. Like maybe they need some help. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, how has all of this impacted? You and your life,
1: ok. Well,
0: um, mental health, mental challenge, yeah, you know, these challenges, yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. it's it's yeah.
1: a challenge for me. Even now, like you you see me around. Mm-hmm. You see I'm happy. i'm I'm outgoing. I'm rambunctious. I'm full mm-hmm. of personality. But when I'm at home, I struggle mm-hmm. a lot. And like, even just saying that, I feel tears mm-hmm. <laughs> prickling mm-hmm. in my eyes mm-hmm. because I'm struggling mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge part of it because I am so community oriented. I was out of the community for from the beginning of the pandemic until I found NBC, I was on my own. Mm. And then I found Bruce and then he's over there. <laughs> so I'm pointing that way, but I found Bruce and I moved to Brampton and I found you guys and mm. yeah. But the struggle is real, mm-hmm. The struggle is real. Mm-hmm. Um, day-to-day life right now, I'm doing my best to set some goals, doing my best to find some inspiration and motivation, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in a bit of a holding pattern. I'm okay. not sure what I need now. Mm-hmm. What's next? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm sitting. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm okay about 70% of the time, mm-hmm. and then the rest is a struggle. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was okay to kind mm-hmm. of enter into that. What, what, when, when the seventy percent of the time, what's life like for you then? Um, wh- what is what is the struggle part like? Okay, for you, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, when I'm when I'm doing well, I'm usually around people. I'm okay. usually doing something important, yeah. doing some community involvement, um, mm. some work. I haven't worked mm. for a few years. Okay. okay, so I went on disability in 2017 because my mental health was causing issues mm. in my workplace. I've always had very understanding employees, but I was selling cars at the time and I was hiding from customers because mm-hmm. I just couldn't stand to be around people. I was going through that mixed state hypomania I was telling you about, still undiagnosed at the time. So I was just not okay. Um, but... Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the struggle. What mm-hmm. is the struggle looking mm-hmm. like? It's boredom. Mm-hmm. It's boredom, it's lack of motivation. Mm. I don't wanna do anything around the house because that's all I've been doing for two years. Mm. Yep. So, you know, um, meeting my goals is a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. hard, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I'll throw this in there. Um, hormones mm-hmm. play a huge part mm. when it comes to mental health, especially for me with bipolar disorder. So when I PMS, it's like depression just sort of shows its ugly head for mm, a week and a half, you know, okay. and and then I'm PMSing twice a month. So what does that mm. mean? That's two weeks out of my month that are just spent in bed, you know. Mm. So, and I don't not really spent in bed. No, but, but that's how this, you feel. That's, that's what how you I want. Feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you want to do?
0: Yeah. Which actually leads to a really good, um, I think, area to explore. How mm-hmm. how do you manage? Yeah. That? Like what are what are some things oh. that you are doing? you know, from your end to just try to manage this, to stay as healthy as you can. That's a great question.
1: Um, My biggest, biggest, biggest advice for anybody going through what I'm feeling right now, which I'm sure there are a lot of people right now. there really are. It's the baby steps. Okay. Because every little baby step forward is still progress. Mm -hmm. So if you wake up in the morning and you just can't take a shower, wash your face. Mm -hmm. Splash your face with water if you can't get the soap. Mm -hmm. You know, that little baby step, Is one little thing you can celebrate. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you have the energy for the next thing. And if you don't, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. So baby steps, super important in my life. Mm -hmm. The days where I'm not functioning, when the kitchen's a disaster, I'll walk into the kitchen, put a cup in the dishwasher, Mm -hmm. walk back out. 10 minutes later, I'm pacing again. So I walk back into the kitchen, put another cup in the dishwasher. By the Mm -hmm. end of the day, the kitchen's looking pretty good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One little step at a time. One little step at a time, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um another thing I would say is to be proactive with your mental health. If you're not in a good place and you don't have a support system like a mental health support system, start looking for one. Reach out. Yeah. 211 is a great resource in Ontario for um lots of stuff mental health. So if you're looking for counselors, if you're looking for any kind of help, I would suggest 211 mm-hmm. is a good starting place. Um Counselors, therapists, if you can get in. Mm-hmm. But you know what's hard? It's not easy to get in if you mm-hmm. can't afford it.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's
1: kind of one of the big problems, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've been living on disability for th- for a few years now. And so that means I was living below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. And I was living by myself. So the struggle was real. Yeah. 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 To try and get help. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would just say, call your doctor. Yeah. Tell them you need help and see if they have any resources for you.
0: That's mm-hmm.
1: another option.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and when we talk about systems, you know that that need to be continuously changed and adapted mm-hmm. to help people. Um, can, can we talk a bit about that? Cause my sense is you, you've, you've been forced to enter into that system a little bit uh-huh. and try to find your way and try fear. to find your health. My
1: biggest fear really? was becoming like my mother.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. Tell us about that. And, yeah. and
1: ending up in the hospital. Mm. She used to be in the hospital for months and months at a time, like six to eight months at a time. That's how long her manias would last. So I was terrified of the hospital. A few times in my life, I should have gone to hospital with depression and I didn't. Well, this time I had no choice because I went, like I said, I was manic and then psychotic. So I was basically taken to the hospital by ambulance and I was there for 30 days in Kingston. The only saving grace of staying in that place was The View. <laughs> it was right <laughs> on Lake Ontario. No, okay, so the views okay. were just like, yeah, I yeah. had a room with a view. So yeah. that was awesome. But other than that, it wasn't very pleasant. No, no. You know, no cell phones, very little entertainment, lots of drama because just, you know, when I was in there, there was another woman going through what I was going through, except she hated my guts for some reason and thought I was a witch. Mm. So that made it really uncomfortable for me. No kidding. You know, and another guy thought I was some kind of evil thing and he started losing his on me, like just yelling at me and stuff. So he had to go to confinement or, you know. Wow. Yeah. So it's not the nicest system in the world, of course. It's so needed, though. Mm, mm -hmm. They're doing their best with what they've got. It really boils down to the government Mm -hmm. and how much they care about us, which just doesn't seem like very much. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Well, and it's certainly why we as a church are Mm. doing what we can to try to support people and support um, people within and beyond the system, you know mm-hmm. and and love to talk a bit about that. you've been around nBC for mm-hmm. for a few years now um what what have you seen that we're doing um that is good, right, helpful for, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. for, for, for to help people who are struggling with mental health? yeah, um maybe also what what are things that we could do more of? to try to keep growing mm. in our Good support. Christian, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: you have the wellness group. We have mm-hmm. a wellness group yeah. that's on Thursdays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're interested in that, mm-hmm. reach out. For sure. Um, yeah. The affirming committee mm-hmm. is huge. Mm. The affirming ministry for me is the whole reason I came to this church. Mm. So if someone is like, that identifies on that pride flag as yeah. a pansexual, it's very important for me to see that flag out on the church, mm. huge. Um, and then the work that they do throughout the year. Uh, we're having a meeting coming up, so we're looking to get going for this year. And uh, then there's the table of reconciliation, you know, mm-hmm. committee doing their work, social justice, racial justice. Um, it all plays a part mm. into mental health.
0: It's interesting and seeing yeah.
1: that in a church when I never wanted to step foot in a church again. Yeah, <laughs> is amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: what you could do cool. more of is something that I'd probably have to think about. Yeah, no, you're doing pretty darn yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: No, uh, thank you. Yeah and, yeah, and I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's 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 move to the God part in yeah. all of this because I know yeah. your your own faith has become a huge part of your life and your healing and your health. Um, but maybe before we get there, something you just mentioned caught caught my attention. Was um, in in it? You you know that's the firming piece brought you back to church. I think you, your comment was when you said like you, you never would again. Okay. So what happened? Well, <laughs> if, if that's what okay. Happened, yeah. Um yeah, that 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 past experience just sort of stood out for me as you and you said that. And, and I just wanna, you know, my, my sense is um, there's a lot of people who have had, unfortunately, negative experiences yeah. of people who call themselves Christians or the church in a way that has been a barrier to them. So, I think the more we can talk about mm-hmm. it and even, even you know, in some ways try to apologize for those things and let people know that maybe there's a different way, a better way, a more, hopefully, Jesus way. <laughs> yeah, I say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. is love. Yeah. So, it's all so about so love. What, but what happened, yeah. if I could ask? So,
1: that. I won't say yeah. the denomination. No, for sure. I Absolutely not. Yeah. But I will say that it was a church that was was very fire and brimstone. And I started going there at 13. Remember I told you about my 13 year old not Mm -hmm. good days. It was shortly after that. So I needed God, Mm -hmm. I needed people, I needed community, I needed something. And you know, for a while I got what I needed, but I always felt like something was missing. Where is God in my life? Why isn't God helping me? Why is my life so terrible? Why am I going through all this stuff? So, you know, going through being at church and seeing everybody there filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and falling back, and you know, where's mine? Mm. I want some of that. Where's mine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, when I was sixteen, a couple of my church friends came out as gay, and they weren't accepted, and that's where I drew the line, okay. I was out. peace out. And then once I was out of it for a while, I kind of had the sense that I felt brainwashed. Mm. And I said that for many years, that I was brainwashed at the church. It was not cool to be told that you're going to hell and that you're a terrible person and only mm. Jesus can save you. Mm. I don't believe in that.
0: Fear, fear, fear.
1: Fear, fear, fear. So hmm. that was hindsight, right? As opposed right? to love, love, you love. Love, love, yeah. love, which is right here. Interesting. Right Interesting. here. Yeah. yeah. Never thought I'd find that again. Mm. I'm sure there are a lot of churches yeah, that are on par with NBUC. No. But finding them sometimes may not be the easiest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: But here I am wow. now.
0: Oh, yeah. Good no, news. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So glad for that. So glad for that. So let's talk about your faith. Let's talk about a bit of, about God in your own life. Mm-hmm. How how um, how did how did that happen? How did you come to a place now where you have put God at the center of your life? And what what impact does that have? What difference does Jesus make in in your
1: life? Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I, I let me think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I struggle with the concept of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I say this all the time because I think it's okay to yeah. say, and I think sure. it's okay yeah. for people to know that it's okay to struggle yeah. with it. Um, so the divinity of Jesus. But to me that doesn't matter because mm-hmm. his message, like I believe he was a human being mm-hmm. on this planet. Mm-hmm. He very well could be God too, but Mm -hmm. he was a human being Mm -hmm. on this planet, okay? And he had a message and his message was love. Mm -hmm. And his life was spent in the trenches with the minorities and the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Not monopolized, but-
0: Marginalized? Marginalized, thank you. Yes,
1: that's the word, marginalized. Um, And that's something I can get behind. Mm -hmm. So even while I may not go preaching Mm -hmm. Jesus to everybody, if people want to talk to me about Jesus, I'll talk about Jesus. I'll talk about his love and and, and his story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it's all about God. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's Jesus is a friend, and but God is my focus. Mm-hmm. And I kind of believe that God is in all of us, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. we are a part of God and God mm-hmm. is a part of us. And I do like to learn about some of the more new age beliefs, too, and see how I can fit some of those beliefs into my experience mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like today is oh, <laughs> I'm dating this, but today is Tuesday, right? <laughs> and it's two zero zero two, twenty twenty two. and it's it's a really big day for a lot of people in the new age community. It is for me, too, because I believe in angels and angel numbers mm-hmm. and those repeating digits are usually a sign from God for me. Hmm. So today is a really good day to be here.
0: Mm, awesome. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great day for you to be here because you're I <laughs> yeah, love your story here. Mm-hmm. And just so in your day to day you're talking about meditation earlier we were talking beforehand mm-hmm. and, and just how how do those practices mm-hmm. and then that relationship with God then mm, yes. how does that help you around around your mental health mm-hmm. and your overall health and yeah. your life.
1: So gratitude to God is one of the major things that keeps me going when I'm not doing okay is just gratitude, gratitude. Thank you, thank you, thank you. When I can't pray, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a very wordy person when it comes to prayer. It's Mm -hmm. usually like just small, please, Lord, be with Jamie. Mm -hmm. Please, Lord, be with Bruce. Please, Mm -hmm. Lord, be with whoever. Or thank you, (laughs) just thank you, thank Mm -hmm. you. And the meditation and spending time with God in that way, because mm-hmm. that's essentially what you're doing when you're meditating, mm-hmm, spending mm-hmm. time with yourself mm-hmm. and with whoever created us. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps me escape for a little bit. It helps me be present for mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. It helps me to explore my inner world more because let's face it, a lot of us are distracted. Mm-hmm. I'm one of them. My phone is usually in my hand And that's one of the habits that I'm trying to break is Mm. being on that phone all the time and being distracted. But when I set time aside to go and be with God and myself, I find that it does, it helps my mental health. I did it this morning. Mm. I was like, time to kill. I'm bored, not inspired to do anything. Okay, I'll go meditate. I'll go spend Mm. time with God.
0: As opposed to jumping on your phone and... Yeah.
1: Well, I would get off my phone to go do it, but... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 but
1: it gets me off my phone for a bit, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. A couple of things you just mentioned there, I think would be really awesome to explore a bit. Um, One is you mentioned about being present and Mm -hmm. and meditation, Mm -hmm. time with God helps you be present, Mm -hmm. which I think is a very challenging thing for most of us, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. But especially if someone struggles with depression, anxiety, often that's fear and worry. Fear and worry. Your heart races. The past and the future. Absolutely. So it takes you... In fact, polar opposite or in two different places rather than the present yeah. in some way. So what does what does being present look like for you? <laughs> um, let's kind of
1: oh, chat about that a bit. Being present can be scary for some people um, because it forces them out of that ongoing dialogue in their head into this moment, which can feel very overwhelming if they're distracting themselves from heavy feelings. Hmm. Right. Um, for me, being present is still uncomfortable. Mm. It is. Um, I've gotten to points in the past where being present was we're present right now. Let's let's Absolutely. just name that. We are yeah. being present right yeah. now. There's no phones, there's no yeah. nothing. We're just having this conversation. It gives me life. But when mm. I'm alone, being present is.
0: Mm. Okay
1: you know like what's next mm-hmm. what's next mm-hmm. and then there's that piece where okay so i'm not inspired to do anything but then i don't do anything and i feel like crap about it mm. right so forcing myself into being present while doing the tasks helps too mm. helps get the task done
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so um helps you focus on one a task at hand exactly, and okay yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: i will name though like yeah. We talked about depression and anxiety being yeah. the past and the, and the future worry, worrying about what's in the past yeah. can cause depression, worrying about the future is the anxiety. Mm-hmm. So if if we start to incorporate some moments of presence and mindfulness into our lives throughout the day, it can sort of pull us out of that a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's
0: huge. Yeah, it like is that's huge. huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it's cool to kind of break that down a little yeah. bit. You know, okay. yeah. the other piece you mentioned about being distracted, the phone and trying to maybe <laughs> free yourself from the phone a, mm-hmm. a, a little bit. I hear that all the time. I my senses and numbers would indicate that it's 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 um a very significant amount of time that the average person spends on the phone these days. Mm-hmm. And and for lots of different reasons um and I think lots of people that I talk to are really trying to reduce that or find ways to overcome that if if you will. Mm-hmm. Um how are you doing that? What does that look like for you?
1: I to be honest, oh, I haven't been doing it too much. It's honestly when I go meditate that's okay. when my phone's okay. not around. Yeah. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't. I'm into photography, but it's winter right now, so mm-hmm. it's not like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's I'm struggling okay. right now. Yeah. Like honestly, I'm I'm in that place where I'm just like, what am I doing? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking for a job. I'm looking to get back into the workforce. Mm-hmm. So I'm just waiting a little bit for a certain opportunity that might be coming up. But otherwise, mm-hmm. um, if that doesn't work out, I got my can sell. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. I can sell cannabis now. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh. Legally. Yes, it is. <laughs> at it's the a... store. At the store. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, I'm just looking at a few different options where I can yeah. start... Having a routine in my life, you know, 20 hours out of the house would make a huge difference in my life. Mm. Wake up in the morning, morning routine, get ready, leave the house, yeah. come back, do some stuff around the house. That's how I used to function. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm really looking forward to being able to have that kind of life again. Mm-hmm. When you have a life that's every day in and day out boring, you're going to not feel good. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting to a point now where I'm ready
0: mm-hmm.
1: to dip my toes back. Yeah. 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 Which, which I I think
0: is really exciting, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. Um, and a sign of health. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we we talk about purpose, eh? and everyone's got a purpose. And I think sometimes when you're not healthy, um, you're not ready. Mm -hmm. You just you just got to get healthy before you can really live into God's purpose for your life. And what I'm hearing is you're at a point where you are you're healthy, praise God for that. And now you're ready for, okay, what 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 am I gonna do here? That's what God's what telling I, me. You're I, ready. Yeah, but you know what he's awesome. saying?
1: He's saying, wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just wait a little bit longer. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, but here's the thing. Okay, so we lost our house in July to a fire. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked about that yet. That's a big part of my mental health too right now. We lost our house in July. We're in a house that's not our own while ours is being rebuilt. Everything's just everywhere. It's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of a big part of this Mm. year of my life was was losing everything Mm -hmm. and starting over and rebuilding my life. So I think God is giving me a little bit more time before shoving me back into the workplace because the house is going to be ready in a month or two. Mm. So we need that time to move and get ready and organize and and pack. And mm-hmm. so I mean, God knows His timing. Mm.
0: <laughs> I don't know His timing, but
1: God knows. <laughs> but you, you're feeling ready, and that's yeah, cool. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. You've you've alluded to it a little bit as we've talked, but but just wanted to, to have an opportunity to say because you've been through so much when it when it comes to finding your way through the, the different different mm-hmm. challenges you've had around mental health. What what would you say to those that are maybe struggling right right now, or have someone um, in their life who who is struggling? What 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 words of encouragement, or just you know, what would what would you want to say to them?
1: Oh, what do I want to say? Mm. First of all, my hands are on my heart for you. Mm. And I want you to know that you're not alone. Mm. You are absolutely not alone. There are people that care about you, even if you don't feel it right now. And it will get better. If you're struggling right now, you're laying in bed watching this, listening to this. Baby steps. I just, I can't get away from the baby steps because when life is that hard, that's my advice. Just do the littlest thing that you can manage to make that progress. And even if you take five steps forward and three steps back, you've still gained two steps. And reach out, reach out for help, reach out to the church, reach out to friends, reach out to family. And if you have no one, reach out to a crisis line. Man, I've used crisis lines during panic attacks, they get you grounded. They talk you through, you mm-hmm. know, how to calm down and take the deep breaths. And mm-hmm. I've used them when I was feeling so alone, like mm-hmm. nothing would help me. So crisis lines are are really helpful mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. They won't solve life's problems, mm-hmm. which I used to get mad at because I'd call and I wouldn't feel that much better. And I'm yeah. like, well, what was the point of that? But now I realize sometimes just hearing another voice exactly. that cares about you. Yeah. If you're someone who knows someone who is struggling, be there for them. Mm-hmm. Ask them, don't ask them what they need. Offer specific mm. things like, can I come do your dishes? Can I come help you mm-hmm. with your laundry? Because if you ask me what I need when I'm in the depths of depression, it's nothing. No idea. Like leave me yeah. alone, yeah. don't come over. Like, but I do need that. Mm-hmm. I, I've always needed that and I didn't always have it. So I always wish that there was someone that would just come over and clean my dishes and give me a hug, you know? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. that's awesome. No, that's, I, I think that's that's so practical and mm-hmm. helpful because people don't know sometimes how to help somebody. No. And I think you're right. Sometimes we we wait for someone to, to ask for help. I totally echo, if you're struggling, ask for help, reach out, tell somebody. And even exactly. just in telling somebody, you just never know how God might bring some healing, just even in sharing that exactly. and being open rather than holding it all to yourself. Exactly. But if we got some people who we wanna help, don't don't wait for them to ask. Just, mm. just go. Just be with them. Just support them in whatever way you can. A lot of yeah. people
1: may not ask for help yeah. because they carry a lot of shame. Absolutely. And I would just like to point out, as Brene Brown said, shame dies in safe places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So find yourself yeah. a safe place and tell that story exactly. and get that shame out of you because yeah. it does not belong in your body.
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Well, let's end with a little rapid fire here if we could, okay. Christina Rose. So all right. um, what's the best thing going on in your home? These My days? home
1: is that it's being built. It's being <laughs> built great. from the ground up. It's going to be all new, all fresh. I can't wait. Yeah,
0: sweet, uh, sweet.
1: The next thing is that I'm getting married October 22nd. There's yay, that double number yay, again. <laughs> that's
0: great. That's awesome. It'll be here before you know it. That's yeah. so cool. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. What's the best thing going on in your neighborhood, your community?
1: I don't know about my neighborhood because we haven't been there since July, but I'm going to say community and go with this church because Mm -hmm. this church is my community Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the events that are put on, the services that are put on, Mm -hmm. the work that everybody does here is just like, I'm a part of it now Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad. It fires Mm -hmm. me up.
0: Mm, That's cool. I can hear it. I can see it. I can feel it. That's awesome. Okay. (laughs) Best thing going on in our world these
1: days. Tough one. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Tough one. I didn't plan ahead for this because I wanted to be put on the spot, but now I'm like, hey, best thing <laughs> I in the world. I ahead. <laughs> <laughs> best thing in the world. Um, How about the best in my world? Yeah. How yeah, about absolutely. the best in my world? Um, I'm going to go with my resilience and mm. my ability to look at my life and learn from it mm. and... um. Just mm. me mm-hmm. as a person, mm-hmm. you know. I don't think I celebrate myself enough. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Hey, me. I, I love the <laughs> I love the way you brought that world piece down to a personal level. And isn't yeah. that happening in our yeah. world right now? Yeah, you know, we 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 are coming through a pandemic, mm-hmm. and we have been forced to be resilient. So I, I think there is a off the chart resiliency that that people are experiencing, and to celebrate those little things, which are big things, which is each of us making it through, <laughs> um, surviving, thriving work looking for that purpose. Yeah. That's coming next, as you shared so well in your story here today. And
1: the best part yeah. is that we are yeah. going to make it through yeah. and we're going to come out stronger than we were before. Yeah, for sure. All growth happens under pressure, doesn't mm,
0: it? It sure does. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. Oh, Christine Rose, thank you so much for being a part of the Good News Podcast today and just for for sharing what is a a really amazing Awesome, inspiring story, and have this deep sense that God is not done. I mean, you know, what I mean? there, there's 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 this, a great future ahead for you, and hopefully, people hear that as well. That God has a great future, not only for Christina Rose, mm-hmm. but for all of us, for each and every one of us, for you as well. Let's pray to end. It just seems like Let's the right way that. to pray today. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh God, thank you so much for the the words and and the the story that has been offered here it's a real life it's it's christina rose's life and we see you in it all for bringing her through um some very challenging times and and it doesn't mean that 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 we're done that that you're done you you enter into the the darkness with us and you bring a light that lights us up that lights a path forward that enables us to live into a future that you have in store for each and every one of us. We pray for people who maybe are watching or hearing this today, who are really struggling right now with their own mental health, that you would help them take those baby steps um, to know that those are big steps, in fact, to reach out for help and help us who know others who are suffering and struggling, to to reach out to them, to, to show love in whatever way we can, because you never know when you show love, you never know how that might be just what that person needs mm-hmm. to take the next step in their life, to live into the future that God has for them. So we entrust all of this and more to you, oh God. Thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness, your presence, your loving presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: (laughs) Thanks so much again, Christina Rose. Thank
1: you, Jamie. What an honor. This has been great. It's been great. Awesome, (laughs) for sure.
0: Absolutely. And thank you, friends, for joining us on the Good News Podcast today. Have a great day. God bless you. Hope to see you again soon. Well, friends, I told you it got real, real fast. Man, I I just so appreciate Christina Rose, her honesty, um, her authenticity, uh, just to to be real about some of these things that are deep, that are hard, that actually doesn't necessarily have a full resolution yet because she's still working through them and God's still working in her. But isn't that where we're at, like all of us, as we've come through this pandemic. And so I hope you've been inspired and encouraged. If you know someone who needs some support, please let us know how we can help or reach out yourself. I love that piece of very practical advice. If you're not sure what to do next, just reach out, talk to a friend. Those baby steps, those baby steps are so important. And I just want to encourage you friends that if you need some help, we're here for you. God's here for you. And I love the word that we had hunt today, that it brought the whole world perspective down to this gift called resiliency that probably all of us in some way, shape, or form have been gifted with through this pandemic. So may God give you resiliency in whatever it is you're facing in your life. Thanks again so much for being part of the Good News Podcast family. God bless you. Hope to see you again soon.